Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. How is your holiday season going? You know, are you stressed out? Are you getting everything done off your list? It can be a really chaotic time. And I want to just let you know that I am right there with you. (laughs) I am not a, I'm not a fan of, of the stress at Christmas. I feel like this is a holiday that should be calm and celebrating the birth of Jesus. And we have turned it into a circus. And so I'm hoping that this holiday season brings you some peace this year and that you just can sit and enjoy your family and friends instead of getting involved in all the chaos. In terms of this year, it has been a fantastic year. Uh, I've just professionally, personally, we got to travel this summer, which uh, just made me really happy. It's something that's been on our, our bucket list for a long time. Professionally, we've done some really great things at Body Metrics, things I'm really proud of. Uh, we've expanded, we've added more dietitians to our practice, and we even added a membership program, which I'm very excited about. You've probably heard of it by this point. It's called My Nutrition Coach. And, you know, I have had this on my heart to start for probably a couple years, and I've just always been scared. I've been scared that nobody would join or it would be a big flop. And so I let my fear stop me from even trying. And this year I was like, you know what, we're going to get it done. And even if I just have to take the next step to get me closer to starting this membership, that's what I'm going to do. And so the response has been fantastic. We have a lot of great people in the group. The one that surprises me the most though is my husband, Jim. (laughs) So he joined my nutrition coach because he wanted to be a part of it too. And I have to say that he is doing so well in terms of nutrition and exercise. Not that he was terrible before, but he is just thriving off of this accountability. He takes it as a challenge to make sure he can answer all the questions, the accountability questions, the way that feels good to him. He stepped up his exercise. Um, Jim will be the first to tell you that he is inconsistently consistent when it comes to exercise. And and he's doing more now than I've seen him in a couple years. And yeah, I can see he's enjoying himself. And it's just been a lot of fun. So if you're looking for some extra accountability um, and looking for a community to be able to share with that accountability and um, more education, we meet every Sunday nights. 
at 7.30 for a quick lesson, and then we have our goals for the week, and it's just, it's been a lot of fun. So just want to personally invite you to join my nutrition coach if, if you're not a member already. This week, I want to do something a little bit different. Uh, again, as you may have noticed, we've been having a lot of guests on the up on the podcast, which has just been so much fun being able to bring you expertise in different areas of health and nutrition. So hopefully you guys are enjoying some of these interviews. We do have a few more coming in the month of January. So I'm really excited about those episodes as well. But today I want to take a step back and talk to you about something that's really important to me. And I think it's very timely being the Christmas season. Uh, But I want to talk to you a little bit about my faith today. And this is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, because I think it's so important. It's so important to me. And I know it's important to a lot of you as well. And, and there may be some of you that are listening and you're like, "Uh, this is not for me. And that's okay. Um, But I encourage you to keep listening. So I've, I haven't been secretive about this at all in the past. You guys know that my faith is a big part of my life. I wake up every single morning, I do a Bible study, and then I write out my nutrition plan for the day, what I want to eat, even to this day. And you might think, why does she need to do it? She's a dietitian. She, she should just know this. But I, I practice what I preach. And after my Bible study and my my quiet time, I do, I write out my nutrition plan for the day and then I work out. And I really feel strongly about trying to get your mind and body in a great place at the beginning of the day. I try to get all of this done before my kids wake up, but that's that's hard. Usually I can get about halfway through my workout and then I have to quit quickly hit pause and then go wake up the kids and then go back to my workout and then stop it again at around 60 or 70 percent go back up the stairs wake up the kids again go back down do another 10 percent until I start hearing some feet shuffling and the shower turn on so um, yeah that is my morning every morning and it grounds me and it's just it's been so helpful in reducing my anxiety Um, again, getting my head prepared for the day. And I just, again, want to invite you to maybe potentially start your own morning routine to get you in a good place and a healthy place mentally and physically. Uh, I've always been to church. I can remember growing up and going to my best friend, her Bible, I guess it was like a not like a vacation Bible school, but I remember going with Becky Hurst to her, um, to her Mennonite Bible school. And I just loved it. I loved it so much. And then I remember going to our own vacation Bible school in our backyard. Our neighbors used to host one every year, every summer. And I remember praying to God and giving my life over to Jesus behind the shed. (laughs) They said, go off somewhere separately to pray. And I remember walking behind their shed, which faced my house. And I remember praying, God, I give my life over to you. 
Ever since then, I've been going to church. I grew up in the church, went to youth group. I went to church all through college. Um, There was a church conveniently located right across the street from my dorm. And so there was a, a group called, oh gosh, what was it called? Soup and Sustenance. And you would go there every, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday for lunch. They would always give you soup. It was probably canned soup. <laughs> and then we would do a Bible study. And I'm proud to tell you I was the president of the Soup and Sustenance Club. There was only three of us. But I think because I came the most, they elected me president. And um, yeah, and that's kind of how my, how my upbringing brought me to where I was at. I joined a Campus Crusade for Christ, which was a Christian group on campus at Westchester, met my roommates and who were what ended up being my roommates. And yeah, and then met Jim. We started going to church together and the rest is history. So I've always known God. I've always known Jesus. It's been a big part of my life, but I have to say that probably over the past, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years, my relationship has even grown deeper. And I think a lot of that comes from having that special quiet time in the morning where I can actually come to learn about the Bible. I can pray and put things into practice that I'm reading. So I have a confession to make. Um, I told you I pray in the morning. I pray for my family. I pray for our health and our safety. I pray for our country and our government and our world. I also pray for a lot of you. And in a good way, right? Like, so I feel like it is a complete privilege to be able to pray for somebody. I can't do a lot of things. I can't cook for people. I can't exercise for people, but I can pray for people. And so just know that if you share something... Uh, in the office with me that you're struggling, know that I'm praying for you. I love being able to pray for people. But I also pray for people when they're in my office because there are times where somebody will share something that they're struggling with and I have no clue how to help them. People joke all the time. It's like you're my therapist, but I'm not a therapist And there are some heavy things that people are holding on to that I have no clue how to walk them through. And so in those moments, I pray. I pray, God, you're going to have to take over on this one because I've got nothing. And God, do you want me to just sit and listen? Do you want me to offer advice? Do you want me to steer them in a different direction? Like, I'm just going to sit here and be a vessel and you are going to have to work through me because I, I have no clue what I'm doing in this situation. And here's the thing. He shows up every single time. Every single time. I do not like awkward silences. I start babbling and rambling through them because I don't feel comfortable. My good friend Carrie, who's a therapist, she is amazing at sitting through uncomfortable silence. And so through prayer, I have learned to be a little bit better at it. But just know that I am so uncomfortable in silences that if I'm sitting there, it's usually because I'm praying to get through it. (laughs) But I just want to be upfront and honest with you. I don't have all the answers. um, And I still don't 
have all the answers and I'm not going to have all the answers, but I do have somebody in my pocket that I may refer to quite often in those sessions to help me through, to, to, to help you, to, to find the words that are helpful for you in that moment. I know our world is heavy right now. There's, you know, people don't get along. Mental health is at an all-time high um, in terms of depression and anxiety, people struggling. And I don't know. I think a lot of that is because we've done a great job at taking God out of the equation instead of inviting him into it. And... All I know is what we're doing isn't working, right? So this is my my invitation. If you don't have a relationship with God and Jesus, I invite you to open up your mind and your heart into starting that and, and seeing what changes can happen in your life. I know for me, it has brought peace. It has brought joy. It has brought compassion. It has brought grace. It has brought calmness. Uh, There are so many things that my faith has brought into my life for the better. And I want that for all of you as well. I'll also say that if you... If you know God and Jesus and maybe not have that personal relationship, then I'll invite you to maybe start a morning routine where you can strengthen that relationship. I think sometimes, especially when it comes to our, our relationship with God, We sometimes think that we can only go to him in the big stuff, right? Like I should be praying for, for widows and orphans and poverty and, and war. And I don't want to be selfish and pray for, for little things, but let's be honest. God knows our heart. He knows exactly what we're thinking. Have you ever prayed about your nutrition? Have you ever prayed about your habits? Have you ever prayed for strength at night when all you want to do is go eat cookies and and you know that it's not in alignment with your health goals? Have you invited God into every aspect of your life, not just the big things, but the little things too? Because he wants the little things. I think that's a big part of building trust is the little things too. And so a lot of us were doing this nutrition thing and you may be listening to the podcast and be getting great tips. You know, nutrition is, it's not difficult. It's the execution that's challenging. It's being in the moment and having to make a hard decision. That's the hard part about nutrition. It's not knowing what foods to eat. Most people know what a healthy food is. And so have you invited God into that, that conversation? Uh, I know something that I've had to work really hard on is thanking God in different situations. 
right? There is a Bible verse, all right? You may know it. It's from Philippians, all right? I believe it's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I'm actually just pulling out my Bible right now because I want to make sure that I read it correctly. All right, so Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, with thanksgiving, that one part is where I struggle. When I'm having a particularly challenged day, challenging day, or I'm struggling with something, um, the Thanksgiving part where I say, thank you, God, for giving me this challenge or this struggle can be hard because I don't feel thankful in the moment. But yet God commands us to be thankful. I remember when my girls were in the NICU and they were sick because you know, they came six weeks early. Or they actually, no, I lie. They came 10 weeks early. They spent six weeks in the NICU. And I was just having a particularly low moment. And my dad asked me if I have tried thanking God for this situation. And I remember looking at him and being like, what? Of course I have not thanked God for this situation. Like there's no part of me that wants anything to do with thanking God right now. And in all fairness, I was speaking through fear. I was scared my girls weren't going to make it. They were really sick in the hospital. Bella's heart stopped the one night a couple times, and it was really scary. And, you know, in that moment, I was so resistant to be obedient. And then as time has gone by, I realized that thanking him allows me an opportunity to be closer to him and to show trust and it allows me to be more involved in conversation with him versus when things are going great. You know, it's easy to forget God and to forget what he's done for us. But when you're in trouble and when you're in pain or when you're scared and you're hurting, usually that's where we get desperate and we start praying. And so uh, I recently had a mammogram done and there was a spot on the one side. And so I had to go back for more testing. And of course, I did some research because Dr. Google is accessible. And I believe it said that I'm going to mess this up. But I think with what they found on my initial screening, they said that there is a 37% chance that or no, no, 27% chance, 27% chance it's malignant. And I was like, great. That's just wonderful. A third of a chance that it could be cancer. And so those words and my dad came back to me and he said, did you thank God for this? And I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to do it. We're going to thank God for this situation, even though I don't want to, even though I'm scared and I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I'm going to try it. And guys, the amount of peace that washed over me in those moments uh, because, of course, you know, I had the initial test done on Friday and I couldn't get the second test done until Tuesday of the following week. It was amazing. I slept great those couple nights. 
no thoughts of it at all. It would come back to me every so often during the day, like over the weekend. But then I just was like, nope, thank you, God, for this opportunity to come to you and give you my anxiety. And then in a matter of moments, it washed away again. I don't know what to say. It's not me. It's, it's not from my own doing. There's no self-help book that is going to give the same result as faith. And so, again, just want to invite you into bringing your nutrition concerns, your big concerns, your little concerns, all of them to God and see what happens. See if you have the same experience. It can't hurt, right? I know I'm probably not supposed to bring religion into my work, but I guess that's one of the perks of having your own podcast because you can do what you want. <laughs> um, I don't make it weird. I promise if you've never seen me in before or have been in a in a session with me, I it's not like all I do is bring up God and Jesus into our sessions. But um, I can, if that's something you feel comfortable with. I feel comfortable with that. Um, I know that sharing my faith may turn away some people. And I'm okay with that because I don't want to compromise who I am in the process. And I know if it helps just one person, then it's worth it. So I'm not sure what you think of this episode, and that's okay. Um, If you're looking for prayer, I'd love to be that for you. I would be honored to do that for you. Maybe you're not there yet yourself, but I can be. And I... I see it as a privilege and an honor to be able to pray for people. So if you are struggling with something, whether it be nutrition, whether it be health, whether it be little things or big things, I'd love to be able to pray for you. If you are looking for a church, I would love to invite you to my church. I go to a church in Phoenixville called Journey, and I'd be happy to to meet you there and sit with you. And, you know, be a friendly face when you walk in, especially I know going to new places sometimes can be hard and scary. If you're looking for a great devotional, where to start, uh, I love Jesus Calling. I know it's been in publication for such a long time, and it's probably my most read book. It's pretty straightforward. You just go to whatever the date is and you read the passage. There's a small paragraph and then there's some Bible verses to read to support the passage and start there. I know for me and when I read the Bible, I just read a chapter a day. I read the the Bible in a year one time. I couldn't tell you anything I read because there was just so much reading <laughs> to get it done in a year. Um, I wanted to be able to say I did it, but I can't say I actually learned anything from it. So I just take it one chapter at a time and I just go through the books. And when I'm done, just go through them again. And um, so that might be a place for you to start as well. And if you live far away, you don't live near Phoenixville and you're looking for a church, I'd be happy to try to help you find something as well if you're interested. But just um, just wanted to let you know a little bit about me, a little bit about where I draw my strength from, um, 
my, the practice, the habit, and then also invite you to do the same because it's worked so well for me. And when I find something that works, whether it be a really great cereal or a great type of bread or um, a new product on the shelf, of course, I'm sharing that information with you. Like when something is great and fantastic, you want to share it with other people. And so I will do that with nutrition and I will do it with my faith. And I'll do it with my exercise too. When I find a great exercise program, I tell you guys, because I don't want to just hold it for myself. I want you to be able to experience and share it as well. So that's what I got for you today. Let me get you your recipe. So I did pick a more... um, seasonally appropriate recipe. I picked chocolate peppermint truffles. Now you guys know I'm not a big peppermint fan, but these looked really good. And I know a lot of you are, and I think I'm going to make these for my kids because they all love mint and they're so, they're pretty straightforward, pretty simple and easy to make. For the recipe, you're going to need one cup of pitted dates, three cups of water, a third a cup of cocoa powder, half a teaspoon of peppermint extract, three tablespoons of coconut oil, a third of a cup of dark chocolate chips, and a quarter teaspoon of flaky sea salt. All right, you're going to add the dates to the bowl uh, to a bowl and cover with just boiled hot water and go ahead and let them sit for eight to ten minutes just to soften them up. You're going to drain the dates and then put them in a food processor along with the cocoa powder, peppermint extract, and coconut oil. And go ahead and just process that until it's well mixed. Next, you're gonna remove the mixture from the food processor and make them into teaspoon-shaped balls. We're not actually gonna roll them out in our hands just yet. So just go ahead and scoop by rounded teaspoons and then put them on a parchment lined baking sheet and freeze for 10 minutes. We can't roll them into balls just yet. The mixture's just too oily and it's going to be a big mess. So we got to freeze it first to harden it. After 10 minutes, um, you can microwave some chocolate chips into a bowl for about 30 to 45 second intervals until it's well melted. And then we're going to take the truffles from the freezer, smooth them into balls in between your palms, and then roll them in the melted chocolate. Go ahead, place them back on a baking sheet, top with sea salt, and set in the fridge so that they can fully set and and firm up um, until until they're the nice and firm, I guess is what you want to say. And and that's it. It's a fun Christmas dessert. It's festive, seasonal, and they're made with dates. So there's really not a lot of added sugar at all in this product and you get the the sensation though of a tasty treat all right guys that's what i have for you this week thank you for joining me and i look forward to seeing you next time take care thanks for listening to the nourish eat repeat podcast if you found this episode helpful please rate review and share with others so we can reach and help more people For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at 
Bodymetrics Health. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrian Delgado, and I'll see you next week.